What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and this podcast covers lifestyle, manifestation, travel, and entrepreneurship. Today's podcast is probably one of my biggest manifestations as it comes to the podcast with my biggest guest, Gabby Bernstein. Yes, the same Gabby that wrote Universe Has Your Back, the one that wrote Super Attractor, the one that has a brand new book out called You're the Guru, and the one that is constantly helping us find clarity, confidence, and really purpose, especially now throughout this pandemic. I know a lot of people are looking for hope, trying to restore their faith, trying to find just some little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Gabby is so amazing at being that resource. She actually has a brand new book out on Audible called You Are the Guru, and she is generous enough to tell us exactly how to get it for free. So if you want to figure out how to get this book for free, listen until the end of the podcast because she breaks it all down on how to do that. She also tells us how to calm our anxiety in this episode. She tells us how to deal with negative people because how many of us are trying to be positive and then just we have these negative cloud storms all over us. She tells us exactly how to deal with those types of people. And if you're a listener that wrote in a question, she answered those questions. So we got to those at the very end. So yes, if you wrote in a question about dealing with something or having a specific issue, we covered all of them, which I'm so excited about. I think you'll really love this interview because Gabby is really good at making things applicable. So instead of saying something that's too woo-woo or out there or not really practical, she'll tell you, no, try this breathing technique, read this book, try this new thought pattern. So it's not something that you're like, oh, I have no idea what to do now. It's like, oh, I actually really could try this right after this call or right today or right at the end of the day, because it really is not hard to shift your thinking if you're committed to shifting your thinking. And that's what Gabby's really good at is breaking it down. Like, okay, well, how do I actually shift my thinking or how do I stop feeling negative? Gabby is great at doing that. I think that's why so many people are attracted to her vibe, her books, her resources, her meditations. She even has a membership called the Miracle Membership. And that is an amazing resource as well with meditations, podcasts, just really good at finding clarity and purpose. I know a lot of people are missing that right now or they lost it again over the global pandemic. And this year's just been tough, right? It has been a really, really tough year. I don't know one person who's like, wow, 2020 is the best year ever. We all have had really dark points. We all have been dealing with so much shit that we just need some type of hope. And Gabby is amazing at providing that. So I think you'll really enjoy this episode. As usual, if you found value, please leave me a review or rating. That is what helps this podcast reach more people. And this is specifically on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes, go to my podcast, and you just scroll down a bit to ratings and reviews, that's where you can write a review. You can leave a five-star review. Of course, I want your honest feedback and opinions. So if you have any specific things to share with me, you can always DM me at Chelsea Reif or at non-expert opinion pod. Before we get into today's episode, I also wanted to share some things that are going on professionally as well as personally. So let's start with the professional stuff. If you missed out on the first round of From Chaos to Confidence, which is my six-week group coaching program, I am reopening the doors in the beginning of October. So if you want to be on the wait list, I would highly suggest you get in now by the end of September because I'll offer some early bird discounts and bonuses. But after that, pricing jumps up and we're going to be starting in middle of October. So if you're interested in that, again, you can shoot me an email or a DM at Chelsea Rife. If you want to work one-on-one, I'm actually opening up a brand new one-on-one program in October as well called Magnetic Butterfly. 
Now, this is a 12-week program, and it's one-on-one. This is not a group coaching program because I find specifically some people do need one-on-one attention. I find I do both. I personally do group coaching and one-on-one, both for me, and then I have people coach me as well. So I find benefits in both because group coaching, you have the group mentality, you can all connect, you can all have discussions beyond the calls. There's a Facebook group for all my programs. So it's really nice to have that community aspect. But I know sometimes people feel like they're on different journeys than the group. So someone might be like, this is either way too advanced. I need one-on-one help because I need specific help with my issues. Or I feel way advanced and I feel like I'm not really getting enough out of these group programs. Can we work together one-on-one? So that's the benefit of the one-on-one style is we are working with your specific journey and where you're at and working through your issues, which are completely dictated by you. So when we have the calls, you can come to them with your specific topics and we'll cover them and work through them together versus a group coaching program. The outline is pretty much already laid out and done. And then the live Q&A calls is where you can ask those specific questions and get coached through them. So again, there's benefits to both and that's why I'm running both. So both will be in October. Magnetic Butterfly is my highest ticket offer, my highest investment offer, but that's because we are working so specifically with your issues and I don't play around. I am giving you real tools, real exercises, homework, accountability, everything, support with voice notes, with emails, whatever you need, because I'm extremely committed to seeing you transform. So if you're interested in Magnetic Butterfly, you can also shoot me a DM at Chelsea Rife. And one of my favorite things coming up is a Magnetic Manifestation 101 workshop. So that will be at the end of September. That's going to be September 22nd through the 24th. And it's going to be a three-day intensive. It's going to be really, really fun because there's going to be other people in it. There's a pop-up Facebook group. But we're getting really specific with the intentions that we're setting, the goals that we're setting, the exercises that we're doing. And I can't stress this enough. I am all about interactive sessions and making things applicable. I would hate for anyone to come to one of my courses or programs and be like, I have no idea what Chelsea was talking about. I didn't get any value out of that. I don't think I could even do this. Like none of this made sense. It was too head in the clouds. This doesn't really apply to me. That is like my worst nightmare. I want people to leave being like, oh, wow, that is really easy. I could start that tomorrow. Or wow, I just did that right now and I completely shifted my thinking. That's the type of approach that I have with my coaching. So if you want a taste of what it's like to work with me in a group setting or in the one-on-one setting, then I would highly recommend taking the Magnetic Manifestation Workshop. Again, three days, September 22nd to 24th. It's going to be 111 until next Friday, which is September 18th. And then after that, it will jump to 222. So if you're interested, you want more info, or you're just ready to sign up, let's chat. Again, shoot me an email, either info at chelseareife.com or at chelseareife, and we will get you signed up. With that, I think it's time to hear from Gabby freaking Bernstein so we can hear exactly how to deal with negativity, calming anxiety, dealing with overwhelming thoughts, and getting to listener questions. And don't forget, listen to the very end so you can get her new book, You Are the Guru, completely free. Okay, everybody, this is one of the most demanded guests that I've had on my podcast, Gabby Bernstein. I have never had so many messages come in for questions, guidance. People were so excited to have you on because I get to talk to you. So they were using me as an access point through you. And they're like, I can't wait to hear her information, her knowledge. You've helped so many people, not only through this pandemic, 
but really with their spirituality, with anxiety, with confidence. But I feel like from reading your books and following you, that wasn't always your path. And can you dive into a little bit of baby Gabby and who she was before you are the guiding light that you are now? Hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you. That was such a nice introduction. It's wonderful to be here with you across the world. (laughs) Yeah. And I wish I was in Australia right now, man. I was in Australia right before the pandemic hit and I came home and I was like, can I just go back? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I, um, I've had a lovely journey of discomfort that has led me here. And I say that with, with a lot of conviction, I really mean what I'm saying. I really am grateful for the difficult experiences in my life because they revealed to me whatever it was that I needed to heal so that I could come out the other side. In my early twenties, I got sober, which is what really was the catalyst for me to reignite a spiritual path. But I had a spiritual practice as a child. My mom taught me to meditate. I suffered with depression when I was young and I was had anxiety attacks. And so I didn't know why, but I I did. So I, I had practices that I turned my back on in my early twenties and returned to when I got clean and sober. So in my early sobriety, when I was 25 years old, I started just, I was so psyched to be sober. Sometimes when people get, get sober, they're like, this is a death sentence. Whereas other people are like screaming it from the rooftops. I was the rooftop screamer. I was just really proud and excited and, and just happy to have relief, happy to be reconnected to spirituality that was the real foundation of the messages I began teaching. So I, I started to really get out there in the world, speaking publicly about my own personal growth and transformation right away, shortly after getting clean. Then I started giving talks and writing books. 15 years later, here we are. But the most important thing along that journey was just that my deep devotional commitment to personal growth and and my commitment to becoming free from fear and free from anxiety and free from the past so that I could be at peace in the present. That commitment came through spiritual practices that came through countless therapeutic practices that I'm so proud to be writing about today. And most importantly, a really deep desire to be free. Just a really deep inner knowing, it sounds like, that you knew that there was something more for you than that rock bottom point. Yeah, there's many rock bottoms along the way, and I consistently knew, okay, there's more freedom on the other side. Keep going, keep going. What type of support system did you have during these rock bottom points? Because I'm always interested to hear who you know was around people when they, when they hit their lows. When I got sober, I joined a, uh, a support group that uh, has helped countless people all throughout the world get clean. And those, those meetings and those groups and the people were really what saved my life. The fellowship of that community just changes people's lives. It gets people sober. That was my experience. Then I've had a therapist now for over a decade, the same therapist. I think it's been at least, actually, no, it's not a decade. It's six, seven years I've been with her. That therapist also then I've had many other therapists like EMDR therapists and somatic experiencing therapists and EFT therapists and just really just amazing humans. And I've had the privilege of having the resources to be able to afford these kinds of services. But my vision for my future is to be able to introduce people to these services so that they can 
seek them in ways that are affordable, but also to give people practices that they can use on their own to regulate and really heal themselves. And that's why I write these books. So those guides and those teachers also came in the form of authors and other speakers that ultimately became my friends. There's a lot of people there. And then my, my, my friends, my best friend, Michaela, probably is like a family member to me. It's probably one, one of the most amazing people in my life to really support me as I've grown up as a woman. I love that. You had a, a bunch of different people, it sounds like, around you, really in your corner, making mm-hmm. sure that you were on the mm-hmm. right path. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, because during this pandemic, I think a lot of us, if not all of us, were forced to really look inward. Not only were we stuck inside, but then we had a civil rights movement. Now we have a virus that's only getting bigger. Things are shutting down. Jobs are getting lost. I have never seen so many people live in states of fear and anxiety before. And I know you specifically have really helped people with that anxiety. So I'm curious, how do you personally handle anxiety? And what are one to three things that listeners could do today to manage that anxiety? Anxiety is at an all-time high right now. Well, there's many methods for self-regulation. It's also important to acknowledge that sometimes people need more assistance. Maybe they need psychiatric support as well. If it's, if it's something that turns into panic attacks or suicidal feelings, I I just want to really always acknowledge that because I've been there too. So I would love to share some methods today. One method that's been really serving me at this time is I always pronounce it wrong, but it's like Jin Yuetsu <laughs> holds. It's like a hold, okay? Where you place your left hand on your heart and your right hand on your belly. And in that hold, you breathe. You breathe in and you allow your diaphragm to extend and then you allow your diaphragm to relax. Breathing in and breathing out. I listen to binaural beats, music that stimulates both hemispheres of the brain, similar to EMDR therapy which really allows you to process from a more resourced place. So I'll put my right, my, I'll, I'll do this hold while I'm listening to binaural music from Spotify. So it's just like, there's an, I actually have like a, you can just go on to Spotify and type in binaural music. And it's right there. So that's, that's a big part of my meditation practice. One of my meditations daily is to listen to that music and do that hold. You can also put your left hand on your forehead and your right hand on your stomach. And that's another hold for safety. So just breathing in that hold can be extremely nurturing and soothing and self-soothing really, because the way out of anxiety is to be your own guru, to be your own, which is, which you asked me what what I want to talk about today is, oh, I have a book coming out next week. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. So I have a book coming out called You Are the Guru, which is really all about self-regulation. And it's really six transformational methods to get through difficult times with grace and faith and ease and hope. And it was, it was almost a joke. I was like about to submit the manuscript, right? The week that we went into the lockdown, I looked at the manuscript and I thought to myself, God is good, man. <laughs> right when people need it most. When we need, and I needed it most. I reread the manuscript for the editing. I was like, holy shit, this is perfect. So uh, that's one, the hold, any kind of breath pattern, a breath where you breathe in for two strokes, but breathe out for four strokes. So when you lengthen the exhale, it can really calm the nervous system, regulate the nervous system. It really stimulates the vagus nerve, which just completely manages the whole autonomic nervous system and allows that 
that parasympathetic state to set in. So if you just breathe in for two strokes and then breathe out for four. So in for two, out, one, two, three, four. In one, two, out, one, two, three, four. Even just saying that and sort of breathing along with that makes me just feel really mellow. (laughs) Exercise is paramount. You must be exercising right now because when we feel stuck right now, a lot of us feel stuck. We can't do the things that we want to normally do. Some people are just stuck at home. When we're stuck, we can get into an immobilized state, a fear state. And that, that's like in, in trauma terms, fight, fight or flee, right. Uh, or freeze. And we can freeze in these places when we are having this worldwide trauma. So physical activity daily is really valuable for getting the anxiety and the tension and the fear out of your body. Yoga, walking, any form of exercise. Love that. So those were tangible tips you all can take today. We were doing some of these on the interview and I already feel a little more calm Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. The breathing powder one is really helpful. Mm -hmm. I know you are such a big proponent of meditation And I'm curious what got you into it because a lot of people have a misunderstanding. They think that it is your, your mind goes white. You have to be floating in the air. You are, you know, completely out of body. And for me, I've had these crazy downloads here and there, but it's only happened one or two times and I meditate every day. So I'm curious, what is your definition of meditation? How do you do it? And how did you actually get into it and really make it part of your life? I got into meditation when I was... 15, 16 years old, I was struggling with depression and anxiety. My mom was a meditator. She had brought me to ashrams, gave me her mantra, said, this is what I do. So I sat down and I started using her mantra, which was what was the mantra that she used from the city yoga movement. It was uh, so hum. I am that translates to I am that I began meditating within a week of my meditation practice. I started to notice my anxiety lift. I also started to feel my extremities tingle. I felt like there was a presence around me. I am a medium. We're all mediums. We all have psychic capacity, but I've always had a very thin veil between this realm and the spirit realm. And so even as a child, I was being connected to, but without that, uh, without that consciousness of what that connection can be and should not be, I was sort of like letting a lot of energy in. So as I started to meditate, I started to feel more of a positive, loving energy that was really warm and and really supportive. So that's what, what really struck me and hooked me into meditation. I also refer to myself, my second book I wrote, my memoir, my first memoir was called uh, Spirit Junkie, which is really what I became because when I got clean and sober again, I returned to my meditation practice and I was just, I would meditate literally listening to Sigur Ross on a Friday night for four hours. And I'd be like, Oh, I was supposed to meet my friends for dinner. And I was like, just meditating in my apartment, listening to like Sigur Ross. And so because I would go, I just felt that connection that I wanted out of other people. And I wanted it out of the world and I wanted it out of my, my credentials. And finally I was like, Oh, I could have that here. So that is a one promise of meditation, but that's not always like super accessible for everybody right away. So meditation can be for some people, just a way of regulating their energy. It can be a way of connecting to your body and your breath. It can be a way of calming your mind and your monkey mind and your crazy thoughts. 
it can be a way of connecting and channeling spirit. It, 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 it's going to develop like any, like any talent that someone might have that they develop, it will reveal to you what it is meant to be for you. So for some people, it might reveal this just incredibly self-regulating process. For some people, it might reveal these crazy psychic downloads, but all of it is available. All of that's there. Just don't just be patient and just, just, just do it. Just practice daily, any form of meditation. You give yourself such a positive way of living. And you've provided so many meditations. I mean, not only on your Instagram, but in your miracle membership, you've done challenges. So if you guys don't know where to start, go to Gabby. She really knows what she's talking about. Yeah. It's funny because I was looking back to so my miracle membership. It's a, it's a monthly membership and my members every month get a brand new meditation. Had the membership for over five years. There are hundreds of meditations there and I never run out of new meditation ideas because the more you meditate, the more things come to you, whether it's developing new practices, trying different practices, but also just, just, just visual imagery that I'm like, Oh, my members will love that. Let me bring that to them. Are you a member? Are you a miracle member? No, I need to jump on it. I got to get you in there. Uh, because it's sort of, if you're, if you're looking for like, some people just want to be guided in a meditation practice or they're, or they, or through that kind of guidance, they find their practice and then they can just guide themselves. Right. There's something I, I did do early this year. You know, we all want to start with a clean slate, new goals, new intentions. I did your manifestation challenge. Yeah. And one thing when that really was stuck- really good when everything was real good, we're all in January manifesting. Yeah. Woo. New goals, seeing signs, meditating, high mm-hmm. on life. And mm-hmm. actually the sign thing was something I wanted to talk about because as spiritual as I am and as in tuned in as I am, when I got to that specific segment, I was like, this is bullshit. These signs aren't going to work, but let me try it. Let me like, you know, let me not be a skeptic because if I'm going to be a skeptic, then it's obviously not going to work. And you said, pick the thing that comes to mind first. And I was like, okay, a yin yang, like, I'm not going to see a yin yang today. Somehow that day I did see a yin yang, of course. And then I saw a few more. Can you expand on this concept of looking for signs and what does it actually mean? Like, what is the practice uh, meant to be doing? What I teach in my book, Super Attractor, is that we have spirit guides. We have guides uh, beyond the physical sight that our ancestors, family members, angels, ascended masters, uh, Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi. In my case, my guides, I have a guide called Lily. I have a guide uh, who is a, uh, a Native American man who's really like he's my multitasker. Like he helps me get everything done. Like, I'm always like, how the fuck do I do all this? And it's this guy. So these guides are always there for us. But if you don't believe in guides, you can also just believe in the synchronicity of the universe. And you can trust and be open to the idea that when you're in alignment through meditation and through prayer, that there is a universal energy of love that is supporting you and guiding you. Call it whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Just call upon it is what I say. So there's this guidance system beyond our physical sight. When we open up to that guidance system, we can begin to create a dialogue, create a connection, create a way of communicating. And one of the most fun ways to communicate with guides is to say, guidance of the highest truth and compassion, show me my sign to reveal that, that, that I am being guided, reveal that the universe does have my back. So my signs over the years, and in my book, The Universe Has Your Back, I talk about my sign, the 
the sign of the owl, which is a really fun story in that book. And in the book, uh, Super Attractor, I talk about many signs that I received from my grandmother and signs I received from spirit guides and signs that just were just in my face. So, and I also just have a ton of blogs online about what it means to talk to and receive guidance from spirit guides and how to ask for a sign. So if someone's interested in this more, they can kind of go into the Gabby Google search and see what happens. <laughs> the spirit guide thing was also such an interesting concept that I came across in the manifestation challenge. And then I went to a few mediums and they said, like you were just saying, we all actually have this power within us. We just need to tune in and one, actually two people were like, Chelsea, you need to sit down and channel these spirit guides because you have the power and it's almost scary to think of this power. So I'm curious on your spiritual journey, especially because you said when you were younger, you had these gifts. Were you ever scared of how powerful your spirituality really was or could be? Well, I think it's important to recognize that we all have access to it. So some people play the piano effortlessly just the second they put their hands on the keys and some people, they just have to practice more, but we all have access to it. So, the, and, the, and the more you open, you become, the more, the easier it is for a guide to come to you. So, but you have to call the shots. So you don't want to just be like this open vessel. That's like any spirit come into my presence so that I can feel in here. Cause there's negative spirits too. So I always like to use the language. I welcome the guidance of the highest truth and compassion so that you're calling the shots. That's so before you sit down to meditate, if you want to connect to a guide, welcome in that guidance of the highest truth and compassion. Then let yourself get into a real relaxed theta state, you know, just really get, get your alpha brain waves just relaxing. You almost get into a different frame of mind when you just really let yourself go deep in meditation. That's when your guides can connect because you're not thinking, thinking, thinking. So you're out of the way. You also could do some free writing after you meditate and just journal, journal, journal and see what else comes through. Your hand might start moving in a different way. You might have different handwriting. Words that aren't yours might start to come through. I channel most when I'm speaking and writing. So often when we're creating is when we're channeling because we're not, we're not hung up. We're not, we're not obsessed with stories and other shit going on in our mind. That's so powerful to, to just tune in and let it all soak in. And you know what's really interesting about you, and I think why a lot of people are drawn to you, is that you actually have, in my opinion, my non-expert opinion, that's this podcast, <laughs> you have like a masculine energy to you in a world mm -hmm. that is a very feminine energy world. <laughs> and I feel like that really differentiates you because it's like you get shit done. You're writing books like every day. It seems like you're coming out with content where do, for me, like, do you feel, cause I'm in the entrepreneurial world as well as the spiritual world that you have to turn one on and off. It seems like you use your spirituality to really guide your business, but it seems like you have this like boss bitch Gabby. And then you have spiritual junkie Gabby. I love to hear more about these these almost like sides of you and how you make them work together. I'd like to reframe the boss bitch to a boss, <laughs> boss babe. <laughs> boss babe, boss babe. Uh, yeah, because I because I, I have always been very masculine in the sense of of just energetically moving in a way that's create, 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 produce, produce, produce. But some of that, what I've come to recognize that 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 a lot of that was another form of addiction. It was part of it's just 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 my my 
experience of my own mother, who is a, a worker, mom's a worker. I was taught to work, taught that I could do whatever, whatever work I wanted to do in the world. And my mom did really creative work. Uh, whether she made money doing it or not, didn't, she, always, she always made money figuring it out. And she was very resourceful. So I learned that. I'm also a trauma survivor. So I, my way, when you've experienced childhood trauma, you live in a state typically of hyper arousal. So you're often going to be looking for ways to anesthetize the stress and anxiety or numb out. So, so that you, so that you don't have to feel the fear that's behind the door or even remember it in my case. I didn't remember my, my traumatic experiences until I was uh, 36. So I became a drug addict, I became a work addict. So a lot of that, that energy was driven in that way. Was it all bad? No, I, I, I wrote, I've now written nine books in 10 years. So there, there's a lot of greatness that came out of that. But only up until the last two years have I really been able to fully unwind that pattern and become even more creative and more, more purpose-driven and even more productive by letting that masculine energy be more in flow with the with a relaxed state, whether we call it masculine or feminine, or more of just a faithful, chilled out state. Maybe I still come across as a little masculine because of my attitudes, but femininity has been a energy that's, that's, that's come through me as I've gotten healthier and healthier. I love that. I think it's a really a different energy that is really relatable. It's really easy to understand. And I think that's what people appreciate about your books is giving people real tools, real steps, tangible action items that they can do. And I actually have a few listener questions that I want to get to because they're looking for some of these tangible tips. So one of the questions is, how do you maintain a positive mindset and stay in tune with the universe when a relative that lives with you has an extremely negative energy? It kills my vibe almost every day. Hmm. So I would tell that person that that relative is their spiritual assignment. They're there to reveal when we're triggered by others, it's because there's a disowned part of our own shadow being activated. So it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with her or him. What it means is that there's a part of this, that they're being triggered by this person. Yeah, of course, it's not nice to be around negative energy. But, some, but, but my experience of that person's negative energy might be different than this, this listener's experience of that negative energy because it's triggering something within them. So in st- I would just say, go read the chapter of my books. The universe has your back all about how to show up for universal assignments. Because I say that if you, if you don't show up for it, it will keep showing up in your life. So show up for what's up or it will keep showing up. So there's a step-by-step process on how to show up for these universal assignments so that you can actually grow from them rather than continue to feel like you're just living this like horrific sentence. <laughs> yeah. So many lessons that sometimes you just have to laugh and you're like, really this one again. Okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. nail it this time. Mm-hmm. And these people reveal to us those lessons. They're great. They're great guides for us. So maybe the lesson is that you need to create boundaries. Maybe the lesson is that you need to speak up for yourself. Maybe the lesson is that you need to learn how to uh, appreciate yourself more so that doesn't trigger you. So whatever it may be, you'll, Another listener said, you talk about how spirituality saved you. Can you describe exactly what was your turning point back then? And how did you know the things that you were putting into practice were actually working? 
I have a lot of turning points throughout my life, but the big one was when I got clean. So it's October 2nd, 2005, and I was a cocaine addict, but I wanted to get sober, but I didn't know how. That day, I was coming down from drugs and alcohol, but at the same time, staring at these self-help books next to my bed, thinking that's what I want, but that's not what I have. And then I said a prayer. I said, God, universe, whoever's out there, I need a miracle. Then I heard this inner guidance system, this voice of inner wisdom say to me, get clean and you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. That voice was so undeniable to me that I followed the path. I got sober. I went to a meeting that day. I've been sober 15 years now as a result of listening to that voice. But it wasn't that one moment in time that kept me sober. It was continuing to surrender and listen every single day. And continuing to develop that spiritual connection every single day. So I had a spiritual intervention, but then it was about really establishing a spiritual connection. And so when they asked, how did you know that things were working? It sounds like you just know because it's... I stayed sober. I, I was no longer using cocaine. I was getting my shit together. I was happier. I, could, I felt more and more free every day. I was able to face even more discomfort at times in my life with ease and grace and faith because I knew I could get out of it. So much, so much, so much. Okay, we have two more listener questions. One person asks, on the days when you feel like everything is insurmountable and you're unsure where to begin, what three tangible steps do you take to give motivation? Oh, great question. The steps that I take for motivation are meditate first because if I'm unmotivated, it usually means that I'm like tired or anxious or something's taking me out. So if I can regulate, then I can then take a spiritually aligned action rather than like an anxious action that won't have an impact. So for, so I would meditate for 20 minutes using transcendental meditation, which is what I do in the morning, which is a mantra based meditation practice that you do twice a day for 20 minutes. Then I would, this is going to sound weird, but a cup of coffee. You wouldn't expect me to say that, but sometimes coffee is sort of like this motivating, like when I write, I always have a coffee, unless it's the afternoon, so I only drink one cup of coffee a day, but I always start my writing in the morning with my coffee. Who knows? Maybe it's like, sometimes like these like symbols sort of represent like, it's go time. Let's do it. I don't really get like, I I have an Americano. I don't get like super hyper from coffee because that's not my goal, but it's something about the ritual. Other ways I might get motivated would be to move once again. So exercise, if I'm feeling super unmotivated, I'll go do an exercise, kind of an exercise video or go for a walk or do something just to get get out of my head and into my body. And the other thing I'll do is that if I'm, I don't, you know, it's a funny question for someone like myself because motivation isn't my problem. (laughs) (laughs) As we can see with the books that you're churning out every month, it seems like. Right? Other issues, but that's not my issue. <laughs> Those are really helpful, though. Like, I'm like, also have, coffee. <laughs> yeah, you're like, just go to Starbucks. No big deal. <laughs> I love that. Okay, one final question, and it's, can you recommend the best way to introduce a super skeptic, someone close to you, to the beautiful ways that the universe works, the law of att- attraction, etc.? If they're like super skeptic, I'd say just be the change. Just be the, be, be, let them be in the presence of your spiritual connection because then that might wake them up enough 
often if someone's super skeptical and like, read this book, listen to this podcast, do this, this meditation, they're like, fuck you. <laughs> so <laughs> that won't work. Forgive me for my language, but that is the response. You know, it's like, it I don't want to be told that I need to do something different. So right. I like to just, I like to just be the light, right? Be the light. Let somebody experience the changes within you. Then let them ask you, what is it that you're doing? Hi, you seem so much more relaxed. What did you do? My best friend is living with me right now during COVID. She's moved in with my husband and my son and I. So it's <laughs> like, we need friends that we can see regularly that we trust. So my best friend's living, one of my best friends is living with us. She just was like, you know, she's going through a difficult time. And she's like, Gabby, like she just was, she just was looking at me. She said, you're so different. Something so radically changed in her. And so they say in the 12 steps, if you want what they have, do what they do. So she's been literally sitting by my side as I'm writing this book on trauma and developing all these methods and and teaching methods that are transformational. And she's now doing all of them, doing EMDR, she's doing IFS, she's doing tapping, she's doing these things as she's learning them. So if you, if you find someone that then you want what they have, do what they do. Love that. Lead by example, basically be a walking testimonial for their own work. Right. But to get back to the, to, but do not push your, push your, push your spiritual ideas. Else. Yeah, to circle that back. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. Can you end with telling us just a bit about this book and where we can find it? Because I know people are going to want to know more ASAP. Okay. So audible is my publisher. The book is coming out first in audio and a year from now I could print it. So it's first in audio and it's called an audible original. It's going to be free to anyone who is a member of Audible. You can also access it for free just with the free trial. You can do like a 30-day free trial with the Audible membership and cancel it and still get the book for free. So I would say go get it for free. <laughs> you can buy it if you want, but you can really just go get it for free. So uh, it's it's my gift to you. It's Audible's gift to you. It's, it's an Audible I love that. called You Are the Guru. Uh, and it's, it's six messages, six transformational messages that will help you move through tumultuous, difficult times with faith and grace and ease and certainty and a greater understanding of how you can get yourself out of the negative spiral. Wow. Which is exactly what the doctor ordered right now. It's it's, it's literally, it's so, I always write these books and then I'm like, Oh, what perfect timing. I've never noticed the timing be more beyond perfect than this time. It's just God's work. It's really good timing. Incredible. Well, so thank you so much. Audible. Yeah, I have Audible, <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see it in my uh, pop up in the Audible original section. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview. I know this is super helpful. I'm all about like real, tangible tips, and that's exactly what you provided. And it sounds like that's exactly what the book is going to provide as well. So, thank you so much for your time. I am so happy we got to do this. It's really nice to connect with you. Thank you. What a lovely interview. Thank you. Well, that's definitely the first time I've ever interviewed someone who is giving their new book, brand spanking new, completely away for free. So I hope you are all taking advantage of Gabby's advice to go to Audible, get the trial, download her book with the credit, and listen to You Are the Guru. Let me know what you think of it because I know so many people already have found a lot of clarity and a lot of calming anxiety techniques, which I think we all need right now. So I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on You Are the Guru and also on this interview. So if you have any questions, feedback, concerns, what was your favorite part, etc., I always love to hear it. So you can shoot me a DM at Chelsea Rife or email the pod hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com. 
You can also just visit the website in mynonexpertopinion.com. You can find the episodes there as well. And if you found any value, if you learned something new, if you enjoyed this conversation, you were inspired in any way, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much. It helps this podcast reach more people with visibility and really just helping people that are looking for this type of content find it easier. So you can do that on iTunes. You just go to my podcast specifically and then scroll down to write a review and it's there that you can leave a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, let me know what you want to hear more of. If is it solo episodes? Is it more people like Gabby? You know I love to do a mix, but I'm really here to create this content for you. So please let me know what you want to cover. I am all ears into what specific topics you want to hear on the podcast next. As always, I hope you're having an amazing week, amazing weekend, wherever you are. And with that, I will see you next week.